Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Saturday, February 24th, and we are here navigating your financial journey with you, not from on high. We listen to what you guys have to say, and we try to help steer you in the right direction for you. If you'd like to get in touch with us, just go to our website, jillonmoney.com, and click the Contact Us button. Of course, sign up for the free weekly newsletter, and don't forget to subscribe to Jill on Money Live. That is where, for $35, you have access to quarterly live webinars and lots of cool bonus video content. And our next webinar is coming up in just about a month. It is on March 19th. And Cal Newport, who blurbed my book, I literally like jumped up in the air when he said yes to blurbing my book. He's a best-selling author. He's a huge, amazing, influential person in my life and Mark's life. He's a productivity expert. He's going to share his groundbreaking philosophy for creating work at a sustainable pace. So if you want to join us, $35, Jill on Money Live. I'm so excited for this one. Okay, today we're talking to David, who's on the line from New York. So I really would love, just like many of your listeners, to know where we are right now. My wife is going to stop working at the end of December. She just turned 50, actually, a couple of days ago. So she's exiting the workforce pretty early. I'm going to probably work for three more years. I have a contract that if I work three more years, we're going to get health insurance until I'm 72. Wow. Yes, I'm very excited about that, which is why I'm going to go three more years at least. That gets uh, my wife to 65, and it also gets my children through college, and it'll get them past 26. The company was really supportive in that, so I'm going to at least work three more. How much do you earn, David? I earn about $150,000. Okay. And do you have a retirement plan at work? I have a 403B. Okay. And how much do you contribute to the 403B? Uh, The max. And that's one of my questions later is if I should continue that as we try to navigate how much we spend per month and the reality that her salary is not going to be part of our lives anymore. Gotcha. Um, Are you 50? I am 56. How much is in the 403B account right now? Well, I switched school districts. So total, my IRA 403B is 337,000. I started late. Okay. And you said school districts. Are you, will you be entitled to a pension? It's a very good pension. I'll probably be looking at close to $100,000 a year. Whoa. 
that includes uh, a widow's pension. So uh, it would be a little bit higher, but they reduce it in case um, I die before my wife. She'll get whatever I'm getting for the rest of her life. Okay, great. How old are your kids? Uh, 12 and 10, we started late. And do you have any money saved for uh, their education or not really? Yes, we have uh, 529s. They both have around 75000 And that's one of my questions, too. I know I have several questions, but do we have enough in those and should we start feeding those more? I'm always uh, skeptical on how much to put in them. Okay. How much um, is your wife making now? Currently. She, well, that's the interesting story. She was making between 250 and 300, but they just changed her revenue formula and she's now down to probably 120 to 150, which Whoa. is one of the reasons she's leaving. And is she leaving like I'm leaving and um, I'm, I'm slamming the door and like that's it? Or do you think she will go back to work at some point? She is looking at the possibility of finding work, but she's really not sure what that is. And for the right now, we're probably going to have her just stay at home while we can and, you know, do all the work that's needed with a 12 and a 10 year old. When you gave me your retirement savings, that 337000 that was for you. Does she also have retirement savings? Yep. She has a small IRA and a 401k, uh, which amounts to about $1.2 million, and the most of that's in the 401k. Okay, great. Do you, through work, do you have a Roth option or just the four, st- traditional 403 Just traditional. Okay. We have and- no money in Roth at this point. And how about cash, money, like just in the bank? We have about $100,000 in the bank. House? Uh, house is worth about seven hundred to seven fifty, mm-hmm. and we own it. Outright. outright. Ooh, interesting. Yes. So what's your nut? Like if you look at what it costs you to run your lives, you know, your wife will be home, so you'll, you'll save on any babysitting, I guess. But what about like just the running of your household every month? What do you think that is? Yeah, to be honest with you, we're looking right now, I, I, I'm the one that looks at the finances and we spend probably between seven and 10,000 a month, but we do that without really having oversight. So one of the things my wife and I have talked about is we're going to have to, you know, tighten the belt, look at a budget and think about how we spend. It's not unusual for us to go out to dinner with the kids and do all the things that we like to do because we can afford it right now. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, but look, this is going to be a whole different transition anyway. Because it's, I mean, she's got a million bucks saved, 1.2, and she's been working her tushy off for a while. She so has. she's going to she breathe really a little hard. bit and that's okay. Uh, is there anything else that I'm missing from this? We right have now? an investment account of about $400,000. So that's a, a taxable investment account. Where is that held? Um, that's in Morgan Stanley. So you have a financial advisor? We do. You know, I, I one of the things I always ask is, well, how much does it cost me to have these financial advisors? And they came with my wife and they never really tell me. They say, oh, <laughs> somewhere between one and two percent. And I, I listen to you enough to say, yeah, that gives me pause. Mm. Right now, the Morgan Stanley person has her small IRA, the taxable account, and your your IRA, right? Correct. How do you feel about managing your own money? Would would that freak you out? It would. Uh, it would. Okay. And I don't have the time. Okay. How about she? Because she could take this on. She could now become the chief financial officer of the family. <laughs> I think she would. If she were here, she'd be like, yeah, that's not happening. Is this person doing any sort of financial planning for you or just managing the money? 
you know, we do have um, a meeting once a year where they give me, I don't know, 100 pages on projections. I ask a lot of questions. I don't always understand everything that's going on. I, I feel like I have a good grasp of finances, but when it comes to that, it gets so thick in the report that I'm like, I really don't know what you're saying to me. There are alternatives, okay? The yeah. alternative for you guys would not be to do it yourselves because you don't want to do it yourselves. But what you could potentially do is you could go into a robo, meaning a an online platform, and you could yeah. get financial advice with that. So the ones that do that would be uh, like Vanguard has the personal service advisor. The minimum is I think you need 50 grand to be in there. So you may, you'll get the minimum. Schwab has a uh, intelligent portfolio. You can use Betterment. They were a sponsor of this show years and years ago, but they have similar. You know, those are the kinds of places where instead of paying one and a half or two percent, you're going to be paying a half, maybe a point three percent, and you'll probably get a similar amount of touch with the person. You know that you would otherwise. I would suggest that you at least look into it. Okay, I'm not saying you should do it. I could see myself doing something like that when I retire. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I, you know, when I'm not in the school district, I also teach adjunct for two different colleges. So my, my schedule is pretty crazy right now. Plus I have a 12 and a 10 year old. Yeah. I mean, like to me, you don't have to do it yourself. You can, you know, if you don't want to make this move out of Morgan Stanley, I, the only reason I'm going to say that I think you should do it now is that that Morgan Stanley broker is like salivating over your wife's 401k. Mm-hmm. And so if you decide to stay with Morgan Stanley, you have to pinky swear with me that you're going to get a reduction in your fee because you're okay. going to have money that pours in there, right? And you're going to have almost $2 million with this person. You say to them, I want to know exactly what the fee is. And then you say, uh, you know, what you want to pay. And, and to me, you should not be paying more than 1% on $2 million. And I would say you should try to get them down to, say, 0.75%. See, if you, if you can get that, then stick around. Okay. That's right? great advice. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Next year, you're going to drop into the 22% tax bracket. You Even never with my salary. Yeah, because you're making 150. So you're in the 22% tax bracket. And so a couple of things. You don't have a Roth option right now in terms of your account. So I would keep doing, I mean, you don't have to save as much in the retirement account. You know, it's so weird. It's like you're pension is so good that I think you just want to like make sure you can afford everything that you like to live your life, that 10 grand a month. Let's see how that goes. But then I think, you know, if you, especially if you stay with this Morgan Stanley guy, then what you want to do is start maybe thinking about a strategy to convert some of the money because all of your money, which is now like will be $1.6 million has not been taxed. Once you're in the 22% tax bracket, it's worth converting some of that a little bit at a time. So I would start doing that. And I think the easiest way to do it would be, you know, to maybe knock off some of the small IRAs, but you would have to actually sell something in the taxable account to pay the tax that's due on the money you're converting. So I'm sure you have a lot of embedded capital gains, and this is a real strategy that would take some foresight. But I think it's worth considering at the very least. And don't put any money into the 529s. You're fine. Like, you're going to just have to deal with it right now because part of her leaving the workforce means that you're not going to fully fund a private school education for each of your kids. You're just not going to, you can't afford it. Right. Um, if you decide you want to, 
like life is good if it's, you know, four or five years from now and you're in your, you know, you're 60 years old and, and you're like, you know what, things are great and um, we've made a bunch of money and we can contribute to some of this. Sure. You don't have to put more money in. This is a good base that they have. And um, let's see where things land. Let's see if your wife likes this game plan. You know, essentially, when you leave the workforce at 50, even if you, you know, she, it, it may suck for her because she's like, I'm making half what I made before. But you would, she's still making money. Right. So if she were to re-enter the workforce in a couple of years because she's like, oh, you know what? This not working was great for a year, but I'm going to pull my hair out. Then I think then then you can start restarting some of these funding vehicles. But for now, I really wouldn't do much more because you just have to see where things settle for you. We may need a couple thousand here or there. So you're saying we should take those out of investment, not reduce the hundred thousand dollars. No, you can use the cash, but like you know, you're going to eat into that cash, right? And then at some point, you're going to start feeling anxious about it because you're going to say, I mean, you're only one salary. I mean, you're you're in. You're in education. So chances are you're not going to get fired. So what's your real cash number is probably like, what, 50? Is that, that that's right about your, you know, five or six months, 60,000? Yes. Um, and I, I think we can easily get down to $7,000 a month. You no, know? that's what you say now. You're going <laughs> mad. You're going to be like, oh, I don't want to. Okay. But, but let's, okay. So yeah, you can use some of the cash to float expenses in the near term. While this transition is going on, I do think it's important for you guys to know that you have a lot of options. So don't lock yourself into this place of like, we must spend $7,000 a month because we cannot touch it. Da, da, da. Like, don't do that to yourselves. You have $400,000 in this taxable account. That is your money. You can use that money. All right. You can yeah. use it if something is happening. I mean, you could potentially use that and pay for college, but we need more information. I wouldn't want you to do that, but you know, if you're going to have this great pension of a hundred grand a year, chances are like, you know, your pension plus two social security checks means that you guys are pretty close to hitting your numbers, at least pre-tax, right? So you're not going to need all this money. It's just a question of like, right now you're in this in-between period of her age 50 to, you know, when she claims and you guys start claiming social security and that's money you need to access. Again, I wouldn't do anything crazy immediately. I would think about the conversion, but maybe I wouldn't do it. Maybe I'd just do a little bit of it because I want to preserve the opportunity to keep that money around for you guys. We don't know what this next period is going to look like yet. I think it's too early. I think the decision's great. You can afford to do it, but things are going to shift a lot. And so you should stay in touch with us. Thank you so much. If you would like to come on the air or you just have a question, go to JillOnMoney.com and click the Contact Us button. You can subscribe to the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Don't forget, put your hands metaphorically on someone's back or maybe even in real life, but just metaphorically can often help. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better, 
they've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.